0: Good evening, welcome to church, and it's certainly a little different uh, again tonight, uh, but I appreciate the opportunity to uh, at least come to you by live stream, and I appreciate the Stanleys uh, singing for us tonight, and uh, to get things started, be turning in your Bibles to the book of Exodus, we'll be in Exodus chapter number three uh, this evening, and While you're uh, finding your place, hopefully not finding your Bible, but finding your place uh, in the Word of God, uh, let me just uh, mention a few things to you. Of course, uh, during this time, we want to be faithful uh, to the things of God. We'll be faithful to the Word of God. uh, Even though we cannot... Uh, Meet as often as we were meeting, having all the different meetings, the different times of the week. uh, I want you to uh, remain faithful to the Word of God and spend time in the Bible every day. Uh, Spend time in the Bible. I've been challenging uh, you, been challenging others, challenging myself to not just read the Bible, but study the Bible. Uh, And then memorize uh, some scripture during this time and hide the word of God in our heart. And then remember to uh, pray, use the time to pray. Uh, Pray for one another, pray for the safety of our people. Uh, Thankfully, God has watched over our people and uh, protected us. And I want us to continue to pray for one another. Uh, But I also want uh, want to remind you of that. Uh, But then pray for our leaders, Pray, pray for our leadership. Uh, that uh, God would give them wisdom uh, during this time from our president all the way down to our local leaders and that they would seek the wisdom of God uh, during these uh, uncertain days and certainly uh, different times than uh, we have experienced in our lifetime. And then I want to remind you to uh, pray that God would work in the hearts of men. I touched on it uh, briefly, just very briefly in passing in the message this morning, uh, that we look at this as a negative, and there's a lot of negative things about it, uh, but this could be an act of mercy by our God to do some things uh, so that man would look to Him. Uh, Those that are lost without Christ would look to Him and realize their need of not putting off uh, preparing for eternity. And we as Christians, uh, we ought to take every opportunity we have during this time uh, to be a good witness, to have a good testimony. So pray for those things. I don't want you to pray Uh, For my good friend, Brother Terrell Hopkins, he's no stranger to us, Uh, our good friend, I mentioned it uh, briefly in one of the services this morning, but uh, he is currently at the hospital. He has tested positive for the virus, and so uh, you want to be praying for him during this time, uh, certainly that God would give him strength, God would give him healing, and (coughs) God would be with uh, his family and his church during this time and protect them and watch over them. I'm certainly thankful that We have a God uh, who is in control because uh, in, in, in these days sometimes we wonder who is really in control when it comes to government and different things, but God is in control and I'm certainly thankful for that. So remember to pray uh, for those three things specifically and then pray for uh, our good friend, uh, Brother Hopkins, and then uh, <coughs> pray that God would certainly uh, speak to our hearts tonight. Uh, tonight I'm going to give you the title of my message, then I'm going to have a word of prayer, then I'll read the text uh, this uh, evening. Uh, But I'm going to preach tonight on faith in God's promise and power. Uh, I believe the subject of faith has been preached on uh, many, many times. I know it has been preached on many, many times. We uh, taught a series for a year uh, on faith in Sunday school. Uh, But some of the most simple, basic truths are those which we need to be reminded of. And uh, during uncertain times, and certainly uh, these truths will get us through tonight, get us through this day, uh, but sometime in the future. You know We're going to have to have faith in the situation that we deal with, uh, faith in God. We say that, oh, I want to have faith in God. Well, there's a lot about God that we can have faith in. And uh, tonight I want to talk about faith in God's promise and faith in God's power. And let's go <laughs> to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to help us tonight. Father, <laughs> we thank You for an opportunity to uh, be in church tonight. We thank You for the opportunity to open the Word of God And Father, while this is uncertain times, these are not ideal situations, we can still gather together around the Scripture, and Father, I pray that we'll take advantage of the opportunity, we'll not uh, allow the fact that this is a different setting, uh, different than what we're used to, uh, to distract us from the truths of Scripture. Uh, May we give our focus uh, to what you want to to (coughs) tell us tonight, may we give our focus uh, to the scripture tonight. And Father, I specifically ask that you continue to uh, watch over our people, uh, protect them, meet their needs. Uh, may through this as a church, may we depend more on you as a uh, individual Christian. May our, our faith in you grow and certainly pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, uh, that you would give them wisdom. May they uh, seek your wisdom. And uh, Father, certainly uh, our dear friend, my good friend, Brother Terry, I pray that you'll touch him uh, strengthen his body, uh, be with him and his family during this time. I pray again for the message tonight. May the Spirit of God uh, speak to our hearts. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Exodus chapter number 3, and I'll begin reading with verse number 10 in just a moment. Uh, but I want to make a few statements on f- about faith that I've been making uh, through these uh, last several messages that I have been uh, giving that seem to be on this subject of faith. And, uh, and I want to remind us of these things. Uh, faith is dependence on the character and the ability of another. When we say we have faith in God. What we're saying is we're having faith and we're putting all of our dependence on who God is. And we say, let's have faith in, what, what, in God and faith in His power. We're putting our dependence on Him, meaning we're not depending on ourselves. Uh, I'm often reminded of uh, Proverbs chapter number 3, lean not under thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge Him. That's faith. That's saying we're going to depend on God and uh, His ability. I also want to remind you what the book of Hebrews tells us, that without faith it is impossible to please Him. I want to please God. I hope you want to please God. I think most Christians say, I want to please God. Well, we can't please God unless we are living by faith. We, we can't live by faith unless God puts us in a situation where we have to live by faith. Because let's just be honest, we like our securities, Uh, we like our schedule, we like uh, to know how things are going to work out. We like to know what's coming down the road, and uh, we want the assurity of how things are going to work out. But that's not how we please God. So in order for us to have an opportunity to please God, God's got to put us in a situation where we have to depend on Him. So we're reminding the book of Hebrews, without faith it is impossible to please Him. So during this time of uncertainty, you have to live by faith, that's what pleases God. We have a great opportunity, great opportunity uh, during this time. And as the weeks and the days go by, I I may say more and more about that. But one area of opportunity we have as a church and as a Christian is to please God. How do we please God with our faith? We continue forward by faith. We depend on Him by faith. We're depending on Him to get us through this and to provide for us. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. I know these are introductory statements. I've made them over and over. But are you pleasing God with the life of faith? Faith cometh by hearing. Romans chapter 10, I believe it just tells us. And hearing by the word of God. How do we get our faith? Uh, If you're looking to the news media to get your faith, I'm sorry, you're not going to have much faith. Uh, If you're looking to the government for your faith, that's not where you get faith. If you're looking to other men for faith, that's not where you're getting faith. Faith comes from the word of God. Faith comes from Hearing the Word of God. That's why if we can't be together, and I'm thankful that m- many of us were able to get together this morning, uh, we're still going to center around the Word of God. We're still going to look to the Word of God. And you as a Christian, every single day, you've got to be in the Scripture. Every single day. Uh, if, you're weak is, if your faith is weak, get in the Word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, that next reminder. Uh, if it's not a faith, it is sin. Uh, we know these verses... Sometimes we don't take these verses just at the face value of what God is trying to tell us. If it's not a faith, it is sin. I wonder how many Christians live in sin because they don't live by faith. See, if you you depend on yourself and not God, your faith is in you. And according to God, according to the Word of God, that's sin. And so while we are in this uncertain time and we're sitting in these unprecedented days, as we say, uh, and we're not really sure what's uh, going to unfold this week or the week thereafter or how long we're going to be in these certain situations, we have to depend on God. Otherwise, it's sin. I don't want to fall into sin during this time. I don't want to get involved in things I shouldn't be involved in, but I certainly don't want to depend on me. Uh, I want to depend on God. So if it's not a faith, It's sin. With all of that in mind and reminded of those (coughs) truths about faith, uh, we're going to speak tonight on faith in God's promise and power. Remember, faith is dependence on another. It's belief in another. When we say we have faith in God, we're saying we're depending on the power of God. (laughs) We have faith dependence on the promises of God look with me in Exodus chapter number three. in just a moment I'm going to read verse 10, but let me remind you that God has brought Moses off of the backside of the desert. and God is going to use Moses in a great way, use him to deliver his people. And God has prepared him and now it has come time for God to deliver his people. and so uh, he appears to Moses through the burning bush and Then he tells him that he's going to go and deliver his people. Now look at verse number 10 of Exodus chapter number 3. We'll read down through verse 14. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I, that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly, certainly. I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, be, Behold, when I when I come, <coughs> when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is His name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am. That I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am he, I am hath sent me unto you. We find Moses greatly used by God. We know that Moses is a man that had to live by faith. Uh, Moses now is a man that's being told, do go to Pharaoh, go back to the home that you used to live in before you went to the backside of the desert. And tell Pharaoh that you're going to let God's people go. Now there's a couple of obstacles Moses had to face. Now, we're going to look tonight mostly at Moses. The greatest obstacle I think many Christians have in serving God is in themselves. He had to overcome the obstacle of himself. But he had to go when he had to face Pharaoh. He had to face uh, his past life living in the house of Pharaoh. So there was the obstacle of Pharaoh. But not only the obstacle of Pharaoh, there was the challenge of the people. Moses had been on the backside of the desert for 40 years. Uh, The people did not know Moses uh, like, like, like you and I maybe assumed they did. He had been gone for 40 years. There was no social media or email to keep in touch during that time. And so he was virtually a stranger to God's people. And Moses is doubting his ability to even go. He says, God, why are you sending me? And God says, go, I'm going to do the work. And uh, I am that I am. And friend, aren't you glad that God is who he says he is? He's ever-changing. He's never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why we have great confidence that tomorrow is going to be okay, uh, because God is God. And we're certainly thankful for that. But then Moses has the question, well, when I go to them go to your people, our people, my people, and I say, follow me, we're leaving. Who do I tell them sent me? On whose authority do I tell them to leave? And he reminds him in verse number 14, you tell them I am hath sent me unto you. And friend, I'm thankful tonight that God is the same As he's always been. And when we depend on God, we depend on one who has always come through, one who has never fallen short, Uh, one who has never uh, been limited in his power and ability. And I wanna remind you and I tonight in the days that we live, we have a God who we can have faith in. And I don't want us to look specifically tonight at the power of God. Often we just say, "I, I, I believe God. And we know what we mean by that. And as I mentioned a few things in the message this morning, there's a lot about God that we should take the time to focus on. There's a lot about His characteristics that we should take the time to reflect on. There's a lot about His nature that we should take the time uh, to think about. I love to think about the mercy of God, the grace of God. I love to think about the love of God. But friend, you want to have confidence in the I am, think of His power. Think of his promises. His promises have always been true. Uh, His power has never failed us. And I want to give us a few things tonight to think about uh, when it comes to having faith in his power and his promises, using the life of Moses and Moses in his insecurities, uh, Moses in his lack of ability, uh, think with me just for a moment. Put yourself in Moses' shoes, if you, if you will. And on the backside of the desert, he's wondered if God had forgotten about him. On the backside of the desert, he's wondered if God was ever going to use him again. On the backside of the desert, he wondered, uh, and I, I'm sure he probably thought, well, I'd love to, do, I'd love to help uh, God. I'd love to fulfill my call. I'd love to do those things. But God was preparing him. And then when God said, go, it's time, he says, I don't think I'm the guy. Moses is not much different than you and I. You may be watching the live stream tonight, and some of you come to mind when I think of this, Lord impresses upon my heart, so-and-so needs to teach a Sunday school class, or I I need so-and-so to help in this ministry, and and, and, and boy, I want to do more for the God. I want to do more for church. I'd love to teach a Sunday school class. And then when it comes time and you have the opportunity, this well, I don't think I'm the person to do it. As I mentioned just a moment ago, there's a lot of obstacles in serving God. There's a lot of obstacles in doing what it is God's give, the task God's given us to do. Uh, there's a lot of obstacles Moses had, but the greatest obstacle was not Pharaoh. The greatest obstacle was not those stubborn people, those fickle people that he was to lead. The greatest obstacle Moses had is the greatest obstacle you and I have. Moses' greatest obstacle was himself. Uh, The greatest obstacle you and I have in serving God and having faith in God is us. Why is it? Because we know our weaknesses. We know our inabilities. We know that we do not have, if we're honest with ourselves, and we put aside the bravado, when we put aside uh, the fake air of confidence, we know we don't have enough to do all the things that God expects us to do. As a church, we're commissioned to reach the world. We, we in our own ability, we can't do that. Uh, we, we, we're, we're, we're supposed to encourage those that <clears throat> need encouragement and reach our, our cities and our communities in our own power. We can't do that, but yet God expects us to. Why, what is there? There's faith. We have to come in with faith in the power and the promises of God. Now, let's look at these truths tonight. First of all, number one, let me say, uh, have faith. Very simple. It's going to be simple tonight a lot of reminders, have faith in God's promises. God has given us promises in His Word. Uh, Verse 14, I remind you of that verse of Scripture. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. In other words, I'm who I've always been. I am who I've said I am. If I said that I want you to go and I'm going to do a great work through you, I'm going to do that. He Hat says, have faith in these promises, and you and I should have faith in these promises. What was God telling Moses in that verse of scripture? I am that I am. What he was, what he's going to explain to Moses, and in the following verses I'd encourage you to read. You go, Moses, and you tell them, I'm the same God of Abraham. I'm the God that promised Abraham that he would make a great nation. I'm the God of Abraham. and You also tell them, I'm not just the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And now I'm your God. And the promises that I gave to Abraham were good for Abraham. And they were passed on to Isaac. And then they were passed from Isaac to Jacob and so forth. And now it is you, Moses. And you're not there in your own power. I am that I am has sent you. The great I am has sent you. Now, can I give you and I uh, some encouragement tonight? Can I give you something to have faith in? The same God of Abraham is my God. The same God of, of Isaac is my God. The same God of Jacob is your God. He is the same. He is the great I am. And the power that we have faith in is His power. The same God tells us today to believe in Him. Some may say, well, you're just putting your faith in God in this time. Well, yes, because He's the great I am. I am that I am. Well, you have a responsibility uh, as a parent in your home. You have a responsibility to be the right kind of spouse to your spouse. You have a right, the responsibility uh, to be the, the, the right kind of neighbor, the right kind of Christian, the right kind of witness. And as we still continue to minister as a church and we're able to do a little more in the future, we need to reminded that when God gives us a task to do, who is it that we are depending on? It's the great I am. The same promises the same power that he spoke of to Moses and he says you tell them I am I'm the same one who promised Abraham and you tell them it is time to go I, I it encourages me as a preacher it encourages me as a Christian to know that the same God that Hudson Taylor called on is the same God I have the same God that empowered D.L. Moody and used D.L. Moody is the same God that I serve and I could go on and on with that, with that list tonight and Christians from previous generations and those uh, that are just uh, off of the scene and just over the horizon that we look to and maybe those that want us to Christ, those that God used to, uh, place a, through them, place a call on our life. Whatever it may be, the heritage that we have, we have the same God. So tonight I just want to remind us to have faith in God's promises. Why? Because the promises are as great as the one who makes the promise. And our God is the same God. I love reading the Old Testament. I love reading about the uh, life of Moses and all those great uh, men and women that God used and empowered and used in miraculous ways. Why? Because I like to read about my God. I get confidence from my God. So, statement number one is that have faith in God's promises. We must remember that it is God who speaks to us with the same authority and promises. That he made with his first servant Abraham many thousands of years ago. It's the same God. So we read the scripture today. We feel that God has a task for us to do. Uh, Remember the obstacle Moses had? The greatest obstacle was not Pharaoh. The greatest obstacle was himself. If it's true of all of us, as I'm certain that it is, how do we overcome that? We have to have faith in God's promises. Faith in God's power. Faithful is he who called you who also will do it. We need to be reminded that that is the same God. I believe sometimes we as Christians forget that, uh, but He is the same God. Statement number two, have faith in His power. Very simple tonight. So said, number one, have faith in God's promises. Number two, we must have faith in His power. If we continue to read in chapter number four, <laughs> in verse Uh, Starting with verse number 1, going to verse 2, all the way down through uh, verse number uh, 7 and 8. God uses three signs with Moses to show him his power. He first uh, asked Moses in verse number 2, what is it in your hand? And This is of chapter 4, and he says a rod. He tells Moses to throw down the rod, and when he did, that rod turned into a serpent. That's pretty amazing in itself, But he said, when he saw that serpent, he said, now reach down there and pick it up by the tail. And when he did, it became a rod again. The second sign he he used, he said, put your hand inside your coat. And when he put his hand in and he brought it out, it was leprous. Then when he put it back in again, it was clean. Then the third sign he used was turning the water into blood. Why did he show him these signs? He was showing God. There's some other significance in that, but very simply tonight, he was showing Moses his power, his ability. And we must have faith in his power. Tomorrow, I I plan on approaching my day with, with great confidence. Why is that? Because I believe in the promises of the great I Am. I believe that In the day we live in, no matter the circumstances, I can fulfill the task that God expects me to fulfill. I have expectations as a Christian. I have expectations as a husband and a father. I have expectations as a preacher and a pastor. and, And sometimes they seem beyond my ability, and they really are beyond my ability and beyond your ability. But I have faith in the promises and the power of God. But God showed Moses these three signs of power. He showed him that he had the ability to do what he asked him to do. Notice this. We mentioned he showed him that it was all about his power, not about the power of Moses. You want to get discouraged as a Christian. You want to get discouraged as a church member trying to serve God through the church. Trying to do something in your own power and your own ability. God sometimes has to stop and show us that it's not about our power, it's about His power. Um, I'm thankful I have some great friends, of course, we're praying for one of my dear friends tonight, Uh, so I haven't heard a lot of negative talk about through churches, but I know there's some, and it was the first thing I thought of when we got hit with all this slowdown is we've got projects to finish, we've got Buildings to build. We've got money to raise. And now uh, we're not going to be able to do that. But, I, but I'm excited tonight to look at the opportunity. Why? Because none of this is done in our own power. Uh, you think God's limited by, by a quarantine? You think God's limited by a shutdown? You think God's limited by uh, having to slow everything down? God's not limited. God still has the power. We're not supposed to do it in our power anyway. We're supposed to do it in His power. And notice He uses that to remind him That is not his ability. I think all of us as Christians, we have to be reminded that what God would have us to do as a Christian, the tasks that he would have us to fulfill, they cannot be done in our power. They must be done in his power. So have confidence in it. you got to think when Moses was faced with a situation that was too big for him, and let me just say, leading God's people who had been in bondage for that length of time, out of bondage, out of the nation of Egypt, into, uh, across the Nile River, across and through the wilderness, there were many times when he faced a situation bigger than him. His mind had to go back to the power of God. His mind had to go back. I saw God turn a rod into a serpent. I saw God uh, turn the water, uh, the Nile River, into blood. Those are images that I imagine. Can you imagine what it must have uh, did in his mind? He would never forget pulling his hand out of his own coat and it being leprous and, and, and the thoughts that must have gone through his mind. And then as quick as it was there, it was gone. Those were images that were impressed in his mind for the entirety of his life. the The reminder of the power of God. And friend, you and I have got to go to the scripture. You and I have got to have faith in God's power. Not our limitations, not the limitation of the circumstances we have, but in the power of God. Number three is this. Have faith. Have faith. What we have is what we need. We have faith in what we have to do the needed work. Have faith in what we have to do the needed work. Um, I've, I preached from a passage of scripture a few weeks ago on uh, a verse of scripture that I use often about fear and not having the spirit of fear. And I find myself talking to Christians often about the things of life they don't have to be afraid of It's natural to have fear, but you can't let it control them. Another area that I spent a lot of my time as a pastor talking to Christians about is telling them that they have enough to do what it is that God would have them to do. What I mean by that is they don't have, it's not has nothing to do with talent. Whatever talents they do or they don't have, they've got enough. If God wants them to do something, they've got enough to do it. Uh, if God wants them to be a blessing, they've got enough to do it. We have to have faith in what we do have. Let me say it another way. You've got to have faith that even in spite of your limitations, you're enough for God to use you. You're enough for God. To, to, to use you to be a blessing to other people. Uh, you're enough to be a faithful witness. You're enough to rear those children. You're enough to be an example to your co-workers and your neighbors. You're enough to stand in front of that Sunday school class and teach that Sunday school class. You're enough uh, to stand and bless others with song. You're enough uh, to be a soul. You are enough. I know what you would say. I know what I would say. Probably the same thing Moses would say. I'm not a good talker. And immediately he begins using his excuses of why he's not the person to be used by God. But let me remind you, we're supposed to have faith in God's promises, faith in what God has said he would do. We're to have faith in God's power. And friend, if God is powerful enough to save your soul from a devil's hell, then God's powerful enough to overcome your limitations. We have to have faith that what we have is needed to do the work. Chapter 4 of Exodus, I'll read verse 10 and 11. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Moses says, God, you want me to go in there and talk to Pharaoh, I can't even talk, I'm not eloquent. I I am of slow speech and of a slow tongue. And the same God who reminded him in the previous chapter that he was the great I am, speaks to Moses in chapter number 4, and he said, who hath made man's mouth? Moses, I made you. I made your mouth. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked at your limitation because I gave it to you. I created you, and I've still chosen you for the task that I've chosen you. What he's saying to Moses is you have enough to do what it is that I want you to do. And let me remind all of us tonight, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what your talents and abilities are, what your means is tonight, you have enough to fulfill the task that God wants for you to do yes in this day we live in you can still be a witness you can still be faithful uh, you can still give to the work of the Lord uh, you can still uh, be be the right kind of uh, a leader an example in your home you have enough to do what it is that God has called you to do. Often, uh, those who ha- have the call of a preacher placed on their life, and as a young man, they, they don't feel like they have the ability, or a couple called to the mission field. Uh, and let me remind you, if God has called you, He knows all about you. He created you. Uh, many of you serve in this church, and through the music and other different areas, and you don't have the confidence to, to do, do the things. You look at your limitations, but I tell you, I'm going to remind you tonight, remind all of us. God made you the way he is, the way you are. He's not surprised. God reminds him. Of course, Moses uses an excuse. Aren't we good with that? God, I can't because. And I'm speaking to on idol having faith in God, faith specifically in his power and his promises. And God says, well, I'll tell you what, Moses. He says, I made your mouth. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just put the words in your mouth. I don't need your mouth because I can put the words in it. I don't need you to be eloquent, because I can give you the words to say. In other words, I don't have to have your ability. I can give you what you need to do what I want you to do. And friend, tonight, no matter what your limitations, you need to understand something. God has created you the way that he wants you, and that does not, no matter if you have limitations tonight, it does not Limit you to how you can use God. I don't understand why God chooses certain people to fulfill certain roles. Certainly He does, and we should not question the mind of God. But I see, I see many sometimes, and one of the uh, most, most painful uh, calls for me as a pastor to hear is for one of our church members to get results of a doctor's report and now they have disease and they have limitations they're going to have to live with and suffering they're going to have to live with and uh, you, you find these and we would call them limitations or handicaps or different things of that nature but let me remind you that no matter what your limitation is you are fearfully and wonderfully made God loves you he sent his son for you and you have exactly what he needed he needed somebody who was not eloquent to go and deliver his people whatever he made us that is what he wants us to be i remember my own life and many you've all heard by testimony you've heard me talk about this that i knew when god called me to preach I, I didn't like being in front of people and part of me is sad that there's just a handful of people here because i like seeing you but if you told me that i could when i was a young man that i'd be pre- i could preach and not have to see he be in front of somebody boy, i would have jumped all over that but God made me to do what He wanted me to do, and it's His po- so that I would depend on His power. We've all got to learn. We've all got to learn that. We've all got to hold to that. And in this-, and this trying time we find ourselves in, this time of uncertainty. Uh, whatever your limitations are, let me remind you, it's the power of God that's going to allow us to do it. And, there, and we want to survive, and we want to uh, make ends meet. But, uh, friend, look at it this tonight. We still have a responsibility as a church whether we can all assemble as often as we want to be, whether we can have an organized soul winning meeting, organized uh, prayer meeting. The church should still be praying. The church should still be soul winning. And whatever limitation, whatever excuse you use... When we do have those things, you'll still use it when we don't have those things. But let me remind you that Moses didn't think he could talk well enough. And God said, I made you exactly how I made you because that's how I want you to be so that you can still do the task I want you to do. I'm just going to give you the extra ability. I'm going to give you the extra power. And you're depending on my power to do it. The truth of the matter is, is, some of us, if we didn't have to depend on God, we wouldn't. We depend on our own flesh. We depend on our own ability. Uh, and God limits us, still wants us to do a work for him, still wants us to be what he wants us to be for him, but he allows us to depend on him. So the third statement I made tonight is have faith that what we have is enough for what God's need. I don't know who's listening tonight, and you may be dealing with a certain specific thing that God has placed on your heart. Maybe a young man is a Called to preach, a call to ministry. Maybe it's a young couple. Uh, maybe you feel that God's called you to the mission field. Maybe it's a Christian that God just wants you to be pressing upon you. The Spirit of God has been working in your heart and your life to be a better witness, a, a more bold soul winner. Or uh, maybe when we get back to normal, you want to get into the uh, bus ministry or the, 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 get in the choir, whatever it is. But you, have, you feel that you... Or maybe you're listening tonight and you feel like you would, but you can't because... It's because you have a limitation. It's because you have something that hinders you. Now, let me tell you, God knows all about it. He's not shocked. If God wants you to do something, He's going to give you the power to do it. Number four, and finally, we need to have faith in God's choice, which is us, but faith in the one that He sends with us. When God wants us for example, when God places children in the home of, a, of parents, he gives those children, those parents, you have enough, you're the right ones to rear those children. But you can't do it by yourself. You know, when God puts somebody into the ministry, they don't have the ability, but they're the right ones. Say, Pastor, what, what do you mean by this? Look at me at verse number 14. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses in chapter four, and he said, "Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? In verse 12 and 13, Moses still resists. the end of verse 14, "I know that he can speak well, and also behold, he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you should do. God tells Moses, "Because okay, I'll send somebody with you to give you confidence. You know, you and I, we have the same problem that Moses had. I imagine, I can only imagine the conversations Mo, Moses must have had with himself and with God those 40 years on the backside of the desert. God finally said, okay, it's time. Let me remind you, Christian, you may feel like you're on the backside of the desert, but God may have put you on this planet to do one thing for him, one specific thing. It's an important thing. You just let God prepare you. You just let God work in your life. And when God says you're ready, it's time, you'd be ready to go. Moses is ready to go, now it's time. He says, now go into Pharaoh. So Moses had in his mind, I've got to deal with Pharaoh, but he also was concerned with the people. Why would they follow him? We know what God told them to tell the people. But Once God told him about what he would do in those situations, Moses still had to deal with his greatest obstacle. And that was him, his lack of confidence, his limitations, the things that in his mind would would limit him from doing that which God wanted him to do. But God allows somebody to go with him, to help him. Can I make a quick analogy for us tonight as Christians? We have somebody that goes with us and empowers us and helps us and strengthens us, and gives us wisdom beyond our ability. A lot gives us the words when we don't have the words, and that is the Spirit of God. God has given us, just like he gave Aaron to Moses, God has given us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God to help us. I can't tell you how many times I've stood behind this very pulpit and the Spirit of God as my companion has given me the words to say, has given me the right words to speak. I can't tell you as a pastor how many times I've been in a counseling session and been listening to one of you talk about the situation you face and what should you do, and thinking to myself, as I nod my head with confidence, thinking to myself, what in the world am I going to tell them? But then the Spirit of God gives clarity. The Spirit of God gives wisdom. The Spirit of God brings a verse of Scripture to mind. I can tell you how many times I've been in situations like that, rearing my children just in life, and the Spirit of God overcomes our inabilities. Friend, if that's true of me and the life that I live and what God has for me, I'm certain it's true of you. The only tragedy is, is that we don't have faith in the power of God. We don't have faith in the one that God has sent us. We are the right person for the task that God has. I was thinking about this today as I uh, was thinking about the day and not just what I would preach on today, but I was I thinking about how different it is and uh, trying to keep up with everybody and everything and keep things moving forward. I was thinking about this, and I'll mention this as we close. God chose us for this day. And sometimes we may say, well, why in the world do we have to know? You're looking at it wrong. God chose the Emmanuel Baptist Church, you and I, to be alive together serving Him in this day. God knew it was going to happen. This should not limit the church. This should not hinder the church. This situation we deal with as a nation, it should not put us, stop us in our tracks from reaching the lost. Yes, we have some limitations, but we have faith in the promises and the power of God. We're going to be put in a situation to see, we're going to really have to depend on the fact that God said He would build His church. The fact that God said He would do the work. And we have to depend on Him for that. What an opportunity to live in the day that we live in. God knew it would be us. So therefore... Everything he's put in the heart of your pastor, he still wants to be done. God knew this was going to happen. Everything the church is supposed to do in reaching the world with the gospel, we should still be busy about that. We should still be getting ready for that. We should still be praying and asking God to allow us to have a part in not just reaching people here in our own city, but around the world. He still wants those things to be done. Why? Because his promises are still true. His power is still available. And you and I, he put us here in this day in this hour so that we might do this work for him. I think of experiences in my own life. I have a question. God, why would you allow this? Or why would you have allowed this situation to take place? Or why, why would you have seemingly sit on the sidelines and let these things unfold? You've probably... Ask yourself at some point, if you've lived very long at all, God, why, why did you allow this in my life? Why, why did this take place? That's probably along the lines of, maybe not worded the exact same way, but the thought is probably the same of what Moses would have said to God in those 40 years. God, why, why, why am I out here? But God prepared him. And when the time came, For him to do what God wanted him to do, he was willing to still go. I think, and I I stay burdened for our church, but I stay burdened for our young people, our young adults. And I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced there are several right now. They know that God has put a call in their life. They know that there's more they're supposed to be doing to serve him. They know they should be more involved in the things of the church. They know should, they should be more involved in their uh, relationship with God. They know that. They've been prepared for it. Their, their parents have invested the education of a Christian school. Their parents have made sure that from the time they were young, they've been every, involved in everything that goes on at the church. They've been to youth camps. They've been to all those things. God's prepared them, and God's continuing to prepare them. We're just waiting on them to Quit using their inabilities as an excuse. Like God is surprised that they have those inabilities and be willing to do what it is that God will have them to do. God does the work through his promises and through his power. Christian, how about you tonight? That That may not, you may not be a young adult, you may not be a young adult in that situation, but what is it in your own life that God's been working on? What is it that the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to you about tonight? And your first response is "I can't." Don't let that "I can't" turn into an "I won't." Moses said, "I can't." And God said, "I am that I am." That I am, God. I can't. Well, I made your mouth. I know your limitation. Matter of fact, I don't need you to talk good because I can tell you what to say. I'll put the very words in your mouth, and they'll come out exactly how I want them to come out. Still, he argues with God, and God says, okay, I'll give you Aaron to go with you. Moses went back and forth with God, but ultimately Moses said, I will. I believe we limit God because we don't overcome the greatest obstacle we have in our life, and that's ourself. Don't let your I can't become an I won't. He calls us. He's allowed us to be in this situation. Let's be a witness. As I preach this morning, let's take the time to truly worship our God. We worship Him in the way He desires to be worshipped. Let's point others to Him. I believe in a negative world, this world needs to see Christians who still have joy in their heart. See Christians who aren't worried, aren't fearful, uh, who are trusting God. You may be facing something tonight that has to to do with our current situation, our nation, with uh, this crisis, but your greatest burden might be something else that has nothing to do with this. Or maybe it is (coughs) something that God wants you to do, somebody He wants you to witness to. He's placed on your heart. A task that in the church that He wants you to help with, or maybe it's a call He wants you to answer. A greater life of faith. And we put up that obstacle. We, we remind God of that obstacle. I can't. I can't. Uh, no matter what your limitations, you can honor God. You can please God. You can be faithful to Him. But you must put your faith in His promise and His power. I'm going to have a word of prayer in just a moment. And as I pray, I would encourage all of you uh, sitting right where you are to allow the Holy Spirit of God to continue to work in your heart. Uh, and take just a moment and uh, ask God if there's an area of your life uh, that you need to give attention to. Or maybe, more specifically, uh, serving Him, the, the hindrance of serving Him in a greater way has simply been your own limitations. Maybe through the life of Moses, we see the faith in His power and His promises. I don't have to have all the answers because it's the great I am that I serve. I don't have to have all the abilities because it's the Almighty God who wants to do the work. What He has for my life, He made me specifically in the way He made me so He could get the honor and glory. Same is true of you. Uh, Allow the Spirit of God to work in your heart and let's all of us, let's all of us for just a few moments tonight, let's think about the power of our God. Let's think about the promises Of our God. The same promises, the same God uh, is the same God that we have tonight. Let's go to Him tonight and let's allow these truths uh, to be settled deep in.